You are listening to the Sunday edition of the APS Show on Rock and Roll 100FM.com, and here is your host, Anthony Stone. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Sunday edition of the APS Show. Uh, I've already well recorded on these things. Indeed, I wasn't going to record anymore for another while, because I've got at least seven or eight already recorded, and that's seven, eight weeks. We are in July. We are at the tail end of July. We are right now the 20th, I think, 20th or 21st, somewhere around there. But anyways, I have heard a story that declares who Jesus is. And not that I necessarily 100% support this, but it is an amazing story nonetheless. And the reason I say that is because everybody who knows me knows I'm a man who wants justice. When something happens, I won't, I won't justice, but God don't always do what we want us to do, what we want him to do. And that's what this story symbolizes. And I'm going to actually share the link into the podcast with it because I think it belongs there because it was another podcast. You know, I listen to lots of radio and podcasting and sermons and on radio sermon in particular, I listen to tune in radio for most of my podcast as a radio show. I listen to the Michael Savage show. I listen to Infowars.com, Alex Jones, his shows. He's got a bunch now, so it's not just the Alex Jones show. Uh, but this show, and I, when I seen it, I thought, I gotta listen to this. It was how Jesus saved Jeffrey Dimer. Now, I, now, just what I was saying is, I can imagine how his people feels. But after listening to that podcast, and I'm gonna put the link, like I said, in, the, in this description of this podcast. Because it is a story, and I think it was genuine. I mean, just by listening to what I heard. Uh, he was killed six months later. I have a theory of a hypothesis about what might have been spiritually that killed him. You see, because his alarm or his problem was one of my problems that I started speaking out against when I was a kid in school. They would try to teach me the evolution theory. I didn't want to learn about the evolution theory. I would poot, I'd fart, I would poot and fart is the same thing. Cough, sneeze, laugh, be his, uh, sarcastic, do anything to disrupt the classroom. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer got to read on a anti-evolution publication. Uh, and this is what eventually led to his conversion to Ben. Uh, a, at least by this guy who done his baptisms book, uh, a Christian. So, uh, if you ever wanted a story of Jesus Christ, and right now the annoyances is going on trying to stop me from doing this podcast, but I'm not going to stop it because it tells a tale of Jesus Christ. Uh, he, uh, like I was saying, if I was the people now, and they, and they didn't, they wouldn't have wanted Jeffrey Dahmer. They wanted vengeance. You can't blame him. He killed a lot of people. He was one of the worst killers of the killers. But so was Saul of Tarsus, who was blinded. And Jesus said, 
why do you persecute me on the road to Damascus? We've often heard about the road to Damascus where he was going and he was blinded and he saw the light and then he turned around to be a great apostle of God. Uh, Dimer didn't ever get to do anything like that because six months later after he became a Christian, he died. I'd never heard that story before and if I did, I forgot about it. But it's, an, it's a really, really something of a story. I'll be back here in a little bit with some more of this podcast. I want to cover some Christian news. But I just wanted to say, if that wasn't a testimony of Jesus, I don't know what was. I mean, that's what he come here for. He come, he didn't come here to save the righteous people. He come here to save the worst of the worst. And on my book, like I say, I'm a justice person. I want justice. And if I was one of Dimer's victims of his families, I'd be probably spitting mad. But you got to be careful of where you get mad at Jesus, and I cause. God is God, and He can save who He wants to save, and He can He can put in hell who He wants to put in hell. And just imagine, there's probably some poor homosexual that poor Jeffrey Dimer killed that's burning in hell right now. But Dimer may not be in hell. That's the way God is. That's the the mystery of God. Do you atheists who like to push this evolution theory? It is my view, and this is my view. I'm thinking that maybe Dimer got to thinking in his head that if he believed in a God, he wouldn't have turned that direction. That's what I'm thinking. But I was always against that evolution theory. I will still be against that evolution theory, and I'm still against it, and I still speak out against it. Just like I did when I'd poop and, and laugh and make noise and disrupt the classroom any time it was being taught. Yeah, I was like the devil when it comes to that. I was like a demon. Except I was a, a demon for God in some ways because I just didn't want to hear that. I didn't want, and it was ungod, it was ungodly anyway. But I was just like a demon. I wasn't going to hear it. I didn't want to hear it. I didn't want to learn it. I didn't want to be pumped in my brain. No, we did not come from monkeys. We come from God. And I will declare that on this podcast as well. And I'm going to take a break and I'll be back shortly with the second half of this podcast. And it'll be some Christian news or whatever else I want to discuss. So thank you for listening. I just wanted to get this this first part because I wanted to get it now. Because I was afraid I'd forget later on. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I am back here on the Sunday's edition of the podcast. I'm going to move this podcast up to this weekend. I've already got seven issues recorded, maybe seven, eight. But I'm moving this one ahead of the, quarter, ahead of the line because I think it is a very, very important podcast a very important i saw two i've li- listened to two podcasts on sermonaudio.com which i think are worthy and i'm going to put both of the links in my descri- in my description of this podcast one of them was a message about the current church and about the fornication and the sex and all that that they have allowed into themselves but i want to tell you something as a little boy my grandmother used to nag me about the tv and I went on about this. Hollywood is the biggest Sodom and Gomorrah of all. But its tentacles reach far beyond just movie screens and TV and all this other stuff. I mean, I have to tell you that you don't even have to go to the city of the plains to get to the city of the plains anymore. All you got to do is, with a click of a mouse, and you're in Sodom and Gomorrah, you're in the worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. 
and I'm not preaching to anybody, but that message was preaching. Uh, I'm not a preacher. I'm not perfect to be a preacher. I don't, I'm not being called to be a preacher. And if I ever am a preacher, it's going to be in my future stint. Because I am nowhere near right to be a preacher in any way, shape, or form at this moment. I cuss. I'm like a little child. God's dealing with that, though. He's even dealing with it with this attack on me. This local attack from these localers who don't agree with my stance on illegal immigration. Well, I'm not going to bend on that. Christianity doesn't call for that. You can twist the words of Jesus all you want to, but he he expects you to live by the laws of the land. He don't. What about them? What about their breaking the laws? They're breaking the laws. They're stealing people's identities, and I'm not talking about legal immigrants. Our people legally come here from through England through from Scotland, and some Irish parts on my mother's side, and maybe even my daddy's side. Uh, definitely my mother's side uh, had to the name. The name gives away, and I'm not going to say my name over the air because that gives too much info. But I'm just going to say, um, I shouldn't even ever gave my real last name to the public. Indeed, I should have stayed silent. Years ago, I was known as Identities until we got into the Facebook world where you had to identify yourself. On Twitter, you can still identify yourself as a name. I like Twitter a little better than Facebook. Facebook is way too intrusive. Indeed, I think we need to draft back something that allows you to protect your identity. This wouldn't protect criminals. This would just protect regular, everyday citizens being able to keep their identity private. Because you want to know why identity theft is rampant today? It's because everybody knows who you are with a click of a mouse. I mean, you just go to them, and there they are on the Internet. It's no longer Dark Coven or whatever your name is or... Some other name, Joe Schmo, or I'm a, whatever they call that, that community, that witchcraft community. Uh, they have names for that little stuff, sorcerers and all that stuff. It's no longer those identities, or you're some superhero, or you're a wrestler, or something else. It's not, it's not that anymore. It's not that anymore. It's, a, it's your, you go to it and you see the person's name, especially if you're on Facebook. And they say there's even laws against making up a fake name. And you, that shouldn't be allowed. Now, if you go out here and you do some criminal act, oh, hell yeah, you should pay for that. You, there, there should be a crime for that. But just having a, a, a secret identity online, that's, that should be a perfectly, 100% sanely legal. Sanely legal. It's insanity to make people live by their identities out here on the Internet. It's insanity. You don't go around showing your ID to everybody on pub in public. When you're walking around in public, you don't go around showing your ID, showing who you are. Why do you have to do that online? I don't care what your argument is. And it did give people an excuse to hide behind their scenes, and they still do it today. They'll still attack you in droves and their little accounts with their little fake pictures on it and everything else, but let them attack. But if they do something criminal, then they can answer to the law that way. I mean, that's the way the law should have been drafted. It should have still protected people's identities about being able to protect them identities. I mean, used to, when you went to the police department and you complained about something, they told you to get yourself a fake picture and make you have a fake name and don't give any info out. Today they can't do that, though. It's a crime. That's what they told you in the old days. With all these smucks making all these laws... Sodom and Gomorrah isn't just the city of the plains anymore. 
It's at the click of a mouse. It's at the click of a, a, a touch of a screen, a touch of a tablet, a touch of a, a smartphone. And Pastor Peacock, he preaches on this quite a lot, and several other pastors are preaching on it. And it's the damn truth. But I'm going to put this message in the description because it is it is true. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've allowed things into my life that I shouldn't have seen, I shouldn't have heard. I've heard songs I shouldn't have heard. I've heard them bad rap songs. I've heard some bad heavy metal songs. Now, not everybody was bad. Dave Mustaine, I don't really see much wrong with his a lot of his lyrics. He's just exposing the New World Order and it's smut. There's some stuff out here that is graphic. Now, pastors and stuff will have you believe that if you enter a right kind of church, you're entering the gates of hell. That ain't necessarily so. so. Now, I did see the gates of hell one time in one show that we went to. And it was this festival in uh, Nashville. And it was rained out. And they started, I kid you not, raping people on the hill. The mud was flooding and everything. And they was, I didn't even know it until I, until I got home, though, about the raping and stuff. I found out about that later. Now, I seen the chaos. Because I was up on the hill. They was down on the hill. I was in a wheelchair back then. So I was up on the hill. I was safe up there. Thank God in the safety of the hill up there. Because there's all kinds of shenanigans going on. It was like Woodstock. It was a disgrace. But all rock concerts aren't like that. It's usually just people just gathered listening to music and getting drunk. And that's bad. That, yeah, a lot of them do get drunk. But it's really just like, even on a big field, it's like a, a, a bar. It's just a bigger bar. There ain't nothing to it. I don't even drink at all. I just went there to see the music. But I've heard things and I've seen things via movie, via Hollywood, Via the internet that I shouldn't, my eyes shouldn't have looked at. And this guy with this message here, he is 100% right. He's 100% right. You can get mad. You can say he's a homophobe. He's a homophobe. But he's right. And I'm going to put the link in my description of this podcast. I'm also going to put the link about Jeffrey Dahmer. Because if that story is true, that's an amazing story. That's just Jesus Christ. Now, I don't necessarily agree, and I would have qualms with it. And if I was one of Jesus' fathers and one of his family, I'd be, Jesus, why are you forgiving him? He's an evil man, God. But then you know what Jesus would probably tell me? But I forgave you too. And oh yeah, he's the worst of the worst. When it comes to serial killers, Jeffrey Dahmer was the worst of the worst. But after hearing that story, now I'm just hearing it. I really do believe that after I heard what I heard, I mean, I did hear him get up on television and say say he wished they'd just kill him for what he'd done. He got to feeling that way. And he ended up dying by a hothead. A hothead who just got mad and killed him. Because that thing had a temper tantrum. And they had one of them tempers that they did things. Maybe God did deliver him from what he'd done. Uh, who knows? But I really do think that maybe Jesus might have saved him. And that's bad news for the people that want justice. Because I've told you, I'm a you-can-run-on for a long time, but sooner or later, a guy to cut you down type of person. In other words, I want God to have his justice. But you know why I think God may have had mercy on him? Because he did tell that he didn't believe in God when he done that. He believed in the evolution theory, and he hated that evolution theory. Well, that's one of the things, that's one of the reasons why I'm bringing this up. This is why I've made a podcast on it. 
Because if there was one thing I hated more than anything, it was that damn Bill Revolution theory, even when I was a kid, before I considered myself a Christian. I don't consider myself a Christian to the day that I actually said that prayer, which was a day in August of 1994. Now, I can't tell you the exact date. I can't because it was a weekend because I was watching Jack Vanifee. That means it was a Sunday. It was one of the four or five Sundays that's in August, depending on what kind of month you've got. You usually got four Sundays or five Sundays or four or five. It was one of those. I'm thinking it was the one after we got home from Florida. I'm pretty sure it might have been the second Sunday of August, but I can't tell you for sure. But it was one of the four Augusts. Of 1994. Because I watch Jack Vanifee every week. And I don't say Jack Vanifee is one of the greatest. He's, he brags too much. He uh, he was just bragging this past thing I was watching today about Ronald Reagan telling him that God was going to speak to him. God was using him to speak to him. I'm talking about, that's what Reagan supposedly told Jack Vanifee. He's too full of himself. He even brags off about how Billy Graham was jealous of him. And Billy Graham has the right to be jealous of anybody. I mean, I've heard a, a sermon the other day that Billy Graham re- led another pastor's grandfather down a bad path. And his father paid for it. I heard that on Sermon Audio. I've never agreed with Billy Graham's teachings. And I'm not perfect either. Indeed, I've allowed my eyes to see things my ears as my eyes and ears as witness Sodom and Gomorrah as far as I'm concerned. Now, I don't support homosexuality and I don't I don't condone any of it. I th- I say sin is sin, but I tolerated it with my eyes and my ears and sometimes my mouth. I've allowed things to come out of my mouth that are disgusting, especially when I talk down to people that I think are low. Because you see, I only tend to do it on people I think are low. But even doing it, I'm still doing it, whether I did it or not. You see what I'm saying? And that stuff coming into my heart through the evils that Jesus warned you about, about how great is that darkness. And I wish I knew that scripture. And I'm going to look it up. How great is that darkness? So, you can throw your stones at me and say, you're not perfect. You're a sinner too. Yeah, I am. But I, at least I'm a repentant one in my mind. I just don't know how to get there because I've done allowed it in my life. And I'm telling you, if you're a kid, and you got a grandma that's telling you to stay away from it, or you got a granddaddy that's telling you, or you're hearing it on TV, don't laugh at that man. Don't laugh at that woman. Don't laugh at them. Don't mock them. Because they're trying to protect you from going through something that will cost you the rest of your life. This pastor mentioned this in the sermon. He said, I went down the tubes, and I wished I had night. Subscribed it. I wish somebody had told me this stuff. That's what he said. Was I, sometimes people tell me. I just laughed at it. Because I thought, oh, I'm me. I ain't going to do this. And I ain't going to do that. But you've seen it and you heard it. When you're watching them old god-awful movies. Like I watched this old movie that was a fictitious Kurt Cobain. And it was living having gay sex in it. I turned it off. And I, when I recorded it, I kept a copy of it. It was made by some old sc- scallywag. Scuzzbucket. It was a fake version of Kurt Cobain's life. It's a movie. It has a homosexual sex scene in it. When I kept the movie, I cut the homosexual sex scene out. But it was still disgusting. Of course, we know about uh, Nirvana's acceptance of gayness and all that shit. We know about all that. 
I've witnessed this stuff through Hollywood, unfortunately. And you witness it through TV. You really need to turn the smut off. And I need to turn the smut off. And I need to get off everything that's bad. Maybe I will because God's kind of taken away from me. Every one of the musicians I listen to have offended me some way in this past year by being America haters. Because they do hate America. When they're talking about hating Donald Trump, they're talking about hating America. And I can't overlook that. And with that, I close. I should have been that way about Jesus. But you know, I looked at that maybe they're just protesting that religious aspect. I've never liked But you know something? You might need a little religion. Our country might be in better shape if you had a little more religion. I don't like religion, but maybe that's the way it goes. And with that, I close. Thank you for listening. And this has been another edition of the Sunday Edition. And I'm going to air this one sooner. It would have been seven, eight weeks down the line, but it's going to be this weekend. Thank you for listening. And I'm going to roll help me on them. I'm in hell. And so the outro. Here we go. Warning, the following podcast contains opinions and viewpoints that may not be shared by the host of this recording nor those that are easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. From the former United States, now known as Demolition 4, you're listening to Lockmore 100 FM.com's podcast, The Eighth Year Show. 